Hello, my name is Frank. Uh, I am a compulsive overeater, Frank C. My phone number is 310-658-2296. I came into Overeaters Anonymous in 2005, and I weighed over 400 pounds. And I just was at the doctor's today, and I weighed 240. So... I've lost more than 100 pounds, and I've kept it off for over 17 years. So, um, let's see. I have a home group. It meets in uh, Torrance, California. I'm on the West Coast, and uh, it meets every Tuesday night, and I've been going to that meeting for 17-plus years. We moved a couple times. Um, I have a sponsor, and he has a sponsor, and, uh, you know, my, I think tonight I am going to talk about blame. Um, before OA, I mean, I blamed everything on why I was eating. So, you know, I'd get up in the morning and, uh, you know, I was cranky and I didn't get enough sleep. Well, I, I blamed that, you know, my work was, my life was, was too stressful and, you know, that's why I couldn't sleep. Well, it might have been all that junk food I ate and it, you know, upset my stomach, but no, I, I had to blame the other stuff. Uh, if I had an argument with my wife, I, I'd say, well, I have to get some fresh air and I'd go out and I'd eat someplace. So I blame my wife for, you know, the stress she's putting on me or, you know, the work, you know, uh, I get the vending machine at 10 o'clock because, you know, I didn't have time enough for breakfast. So I blame that, you know, my schedule's too tight. You know, I'd always be blaming everything in the world except for my actions. And, um, yes, my actions got me to over 400 pounds. I was very miserable. Um, and I, I had no spirituality. Um, and one day, you know, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And uh, I don't know how they, why they did it, but uh, on the weekend one time, they had all the anonymous programs in the this area. And, uh, and um, you know, there was the AA and Al-Anon and SA and MA and CA and all this. And the OA section was... Had it was right there in the middle, and it was it was like red blinking lights at me, and I'm going, oh my god, I got to go to Overeaters Anonymous. I just I just got to try it because I had I was I was tired. I didn't know what else to do, and um, so of course I waited till Monday. I mean, this is one of my other things that Frank does. I I I will never do something on the day that I see the problem. I have to wait till Monday, or I have to wait till next week, or I have to wait till the next month, or I have to wait till just before summer or, or, you know, start of the new year. I mean, this is one of those things I always put up. So anyways, Monday rolls around and I go to a meeting and there were three people there and I didn't know what was going on. It was just a very small meeting. And there's this one woman jumped up and gave me a hug and said, welcome home. And the other, there were other two other people there and they didn't look like they wanted to be there. And I didn't know this is the way you got people that are looking angry. And one person that's like, I don't know. She's just too happy for my taste. And I'm going, I don't know what's going on, but I did. The only thing I heard was go to, 
you know, four or five meetings and find some meeting that you can call your home. And I said, all right. So that was Monday. Tuesday, I went to another meeting. And the second meeting was totally different. There was about eight people there. And one of them was a guy, which I was very happy to see another guy at a meeting. And uh, they were very supportive to each other. And right about that time, maybe a little bit later, this is when that Katrina stuff happened in uh, New Orleans. And one woman shared that she was, every time she watched the TV about Katrina, she wanted to eat. And, you know, me being judgmental, I'm thinking, well, why, why don't you just turn the TV off? But the, the people in the meeting were very nice to her. They went up there and hugged her and said, it's okay, you know, there's nothing wrong. And I realized it was safe to talk about those crazy things that we do that were sort of ashamed even to bring them up. And, uh, you know, I started sharing about crazy stuff. And I remember one time sharing that, you know, I was trying to eat fried chicken in the car and it was too hot for me to eat. So I was on, as I'm driving down the freeway, I have the window down and I have the chicken sticking out the window to cool it down. And after the meeting, this man came up to me and he goes, Frank, you did it wrong. You turned the air conditioning on and put it up next to the vent. And see, that's the thing. Everybody in these meetings, I I identified with how they did it, and they identified with me. And I started, I realized I'm, I'm not, I'm not, it's just not Frank anymore. There's more people out there. I don't have to blame everything on everybody else. I have to start taking responsibility. When I found my sponsor and I started working the steps, you know, I, I, I found a higher power that I could trust. And then, you know, you go through the steps and you just basically clean house. You know, you... You know, you look at your behavior and who you harmed, your character defects, who you need to make amends to. You go through this process, and it's basically like you you take off all this junk that you've had, that you hid yourself in. And uh, I didn't even know who I was, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, my I know... I'm going to say this. I know my attitude changed because about three years after coming into Overeaters Anonymous, my wife one day said, you know, Frank, you're a kinder person. Now, see, I I wasn't trying to be kinder. I was trying to lose weight. But when you start realizing that, you know, you know, angry Frank would always put food in his mouth. When Frank's not as angry, he's putting less food in his mouth. He's not, and he's, and he listens more, and, you know, and I'm more in tune of what's going around me and I can see the wonders around me and stuff. And, you know, I helped people and I took on sponsees and, you know, some of them stick with me. Some, a lot of them stopped after, you know, when it got to step four or maybe step nine, but it, it kept me abstinent. And, um, and I've been going through this process for now 17 years. And I'll just tell you, I, I, you know, about six years ago, I got a cancer diagnosis. And there I am again, trying to blame, well, you know, I, why do I get have to have cancer? I mean, you know, it's not fair. And, you know, again, I'm looking at, and then, you know, if my one of my sponsors always, because in California, there's a the L.A. County Fair, and it's in Pomona, California. So when I'd say stuff, it's not fair, they go, well, go to Pomona if you want fair. And that's the whole thing. It's like, 
Life is, there's no, working the steps does not mean I'm going to get, not going to get a flat tire. Working the steps doesn't mean I'm not going to, something's not going to happen to me. Just working the steps means, and me being in connected with my higher power means that when I do get a flat tire, I don't have to stop at 7-Eleven and eat something. When I got cancer, I was driving home with my wife and with the initial diagnosis, and I saw a donut shop. And my mind said, and, you know, wow, a couple jelly donuts would be good right now. But I heard my sponsor in the back of my head saying, well, you can have jelly donuts, but can you wait till tomorrow? And I said, uh, okay, I'll wait till tomorrow. Well, tomorrow came, and I didn't need the jelly donuts. And I knew that the jelly donuts wouldn't take the cancer away, so that it would just start a whole other problem with me. And I've gone through you know, operations and radiation and chemo, and I'm still doing chemo and all that stuff. And I don't know if I'd be alive today if I weighed over 400 pounds, you know. Um, and there's no reason for me to try to guess. I just get up in the morning and do the same thing I've done for many a year. The first thing I get up to do is I pray. And then the second thing I do is I start making some outreach phone calls. Uh, I sit down and do my reading and writing. Uh, I turn around and call my my sponsor in OA, and we talk, and I read my writing that I did to him. I might make some more outreach calls in, in the day, and then, I, of course, then I have the rest of the day to to enjoy, to live, to help people, and, uh, you know, make myself as healthy as possible. And, um, I, I mean, I've had different sponsees, and, uh, you know, I've had people, I've sponsored people that have much more time in the program than I have, and I have people that are just brand new. And my, uh, I remember this whole thing when I finished my fifth step. My first sponsor said, "Okay, Frank, I want you to raise your hand and you and start sponsoring." And I go, "Oh, I'm not ready to sponsor." He goes, "Frank, you have more than the person walking in the front the door, so you have it's time for you to help. Give freely what was given freely to you." And I go, "Okay." Now my sponsor at that time had about ten people he was sponsoring, and so Frank, being you know talking out loud and I shouldn't do this, but I said, well, if, if he can handle 10, maybe I can handle two or three. And my sponsor at that time just started chuckling and goes, Frank, nobody's asked you yet. And I go, oh, yeah, it's true. And it was one of those things where I realized that it took another year, maybe even a little bit longer before one person actually asked me to sponsor them. And I've had all kinds of sponsors. I have uh, right now in, in OA, I have one sponsee. And, um, you know, he's having some problems, but the problems he's having is not with food. And he's working on his four-step. And, uh, yeah, he's almost done with it, and we'll sit down and we'll work on it. And that's that thing of me setting aside time to work with other people, and it keeps me, helps me keep abstinent. Um, and I don't have to blame, you know, other people for what my actions are. My actions are my actions. I take responsibility. And uh, I don't know. I, I, the, the food has been okay through the cancer stuff. Um, the uh, My biggest problem was with potato chips. I ate potato chips all the time. 
And I remember sharing the story about having bags of potato chips on top of the refrigerator. And this lady, about six months after that share, I saw her walking around in a grocery store. And she came up to me and she goes, I don't remember your name, but you're the potato chip man. And I go, yes. And she goes, oh, you know, I'm, I'm still in OA because I heard your story. And see, that's that whole thing. Our stories help other people when we're honest. Okay, some usually somebody hopefully will identify and that woman identified with the idea of eating chips. And so I was able to help that person and I didn't even know I helped her. So I'm not do I'm not trying to be any kind of poster boy for Overeaters Anonymous. Um, you know, there's times I get up and I don't want to go to a meeting. And when I had to, was doing all the chemo, um, there were times when people in meeting would come to me. They'd come to the house or they'd give me phone calls or they'd drive me to chemo or, you know, they they sat with me at the doctor's offices because I don't have to do this alone. And I, and I always remember sitting in a cancer support group meeting and this one lady, the facilitator said to me, Frank, most people, when they come in here, they're angry or they're depressed or whatever, but you're sitting here and you're fairly calm. How come? And I looked at her and I said, because I'm not alone. And I, I, I'm, I haven't been alone in this. When I was really in, feeling really sick and I had trouble eating, um, I, somebody said suggested I do uh, juicing or something like that, and I didn't know if I wanted to buy a juicer because why would I buy a juicer three, $400 it doesn't help me? I was on the cusp of buying, I don't know what they did, and then I shared this at a meeting, and the next day that uh, one of the ladies showed up from that meeting with the juicer, and she said, Sir Frank, you can use this. I, I'm not using it right now. And I, I, again, I didn't ask for it, and it just happened. And I used it for about six, seven months, and it helped me get past that point where I was at that time. And uh, reminder, five minutes remaining. Thank you, sir. Um yeah, the the idea of like, there was a time where I lived in the future. And so there was a meeting here in Long Beach, California, that had a break in the middle. So, you know, a 90 minute thing with about like after about a half an hour, 35 minutes, they do a break and then they do the, the, the regular meeting after the break. And I was sitting there one time thinking about what I was going to do next week at work what I was going to do that weekend at home. I was not at that meeting at all. And I remember this one lady came up and put her hand in my shoulder. And she says, hi, Frank, how you doing? And I, I looked at her and I said, well, not too well. And we started talking. And it brought me back to the meeting. It brought me back to what was important to be present at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting and not playing with my phone, not you know, thinking about what's going to happen next week, to to try to identify with the speakers that are up on the, you know, in front of the podium, and to share in the fellowship. We're not a club. We're not a company. We're not an organization. We're a fellowship. And, um, you know, it's just the, uh, I, I never saw that lady again. And, uh, uh, you know, it's that whole idea of like, for that one, you know, 
five minutes or whatever, there was somebody willing to give me some time and listen to me. And I've done that with other people too. Sometimes I'm on the phone and I don't say a word. I'm just there to listen. And uh, it's one of the most rewarding things I think I can do is just be present for another person. Um, and then I have to be present when I'm humbly pray in the morning and not think about like, you know, asking for silly things like, you know, I want a bigger garage or, you know, help me win the lottery. It's like, you know, God help me see the wonders around me today. You know, I, I mean, I get up in the morning with cancer, you know, the, the symptoms, sometimes, you know, I feel nauseous. Sometimes I have, you know, constipation or diarrhea or whatever I got at the time. And, you know, people said, well, Frank, you had a bad day. And I go, no, I didn't. I mean, I can have a bad two hours and the rest of the day could be fine because I know that God is with me and my higher power helps me go through this stuff. And, um, you know, it, it's the, and, and, I, and I take this program, this fellowship, the thought about of like sharing with other people what's going on in your life, your experience, strength, and hope. I do that in the cancer support groups. I, 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 do this in all my affairs. So now when I'm in the cancer support meetings, I do the same thing. I share my experience straight to hope with the cancer side. And I talk with those people. And they, they have crazy ideas about food, too. I'm not kidding you. Some people think, you know, you eat, I don't know, peaches all the time and your cancer will go away. I mean, I, I do listen and talk to people about food in the cancer support community area because, you know, they have all these ideas. They see these crazy things on the Internet. And, you know, it's just like it, I was before I came into Overs Anonymous. I was looking for that diet, you know, that, that diet where I could eat whatever I wanted to and lose weight. And uh, I luckily, I guess, the thing that happened to me was I one day I just had that spiritual awakening and I realized that I was home, that I was in a, that Overeaters Anonymous was a place where I had brothers and sisters and, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm here to be as healthy as I can for myself so I can help others and others will help me when I need help. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not in this alone anymore. I'm here with all my fellows. So that's enough for me. Thank you for letting me share.